Welcome to the Monday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I am Kevin Cole. I am joined, as always, on the Monday edition by Ben Brown. Uh, We just wrapped up a long Sunday of games. Some disappointing games on there. I guess Green Bay, uh, Tampa Bay, the Battle of the Bays, probably right up there at the top as far as disappointments. Do you have any uh, major takeaways from, from today that may be applicable to when people are looking at betting in the future weeks? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely thought that the Steelers looked good. I thought Titans also, um, you know, probably came back a little bit and also looked good as well. So I do think those teams are probably like in that next tier of AFC teams right behind, um, probably a little bit behind the Chiefs and then, you know, the Ravens, of course. So I don't think, I do think those are probably the top four teams in the AFC. Obviously, some people still aren't necessarily buying into the Steelers yet at this point, but I thought they looked uh, quite good. I don't know if it was necessarily, um, Baker Mayfield's poor performance or that this Steelers defense is actually that good um but that was kind of a spot that jumped up for me but other than that um I know I think we're going to be looking at Adam Gaze potentially getting fired here really soon which is obviously going to change maybe a little bit of things for the Jets and uh I'm still not sure quite what to make of Minnesota at this point either so those are kind of um some of the things I saw what were some initial thoughts that you had on the weekend slate yeah I mean um also looking at that Titans game I was a little bit worried about Deshaun Watson a couple of weeks ago, even though he faced a lot of tough competition those first four weeks of the season. He was bad. I mean, he was a bottom 10 type of quarterback, but he's come roaring back against Jacksonville. You know, you can almost you can you can say, okay, we expected that. But then this week, he had another very strong game. Um, my concern was that he didn't have DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe that really was a thing, but he seems to have really found his groove with Will Fuller the last couple of weeks, which is what I was hoping was going to happen coming into the season. Um, but we didn't have a lot of evidence, so I think that's one of it. And yeah, Adam Gaze is probably gone. Maybe the Jets should take a look at uh, Todd Bowles. He seems to be doing a pretty, a pretty good job there. <laughs> yeah, just round trip. Make a round trip, right. uh, uh, round trip back to back to New York. But back home. that's in the past. We don't care about the past. We're all about the future here. Um, so listen, Monday is a special Monday, which maybe we're going to have every single week this <laughs> this season, the way things are heading up. So we have what was supposed to be a marquee Thursday night matchup got pushed back to Monday night because the Bills game got pushed back. So we have the Bills Chiefs first. Then we have the Cardinals Cowboys. Some interesting storylines in both of these uh, games. We have Mahomes has been maybe a little bit off, you could say, so far this season. Josh Allen coming off his his worst game of the, of the season. And then um, in, in, in the late main Monday night game, of course, we have Andy Dalton in for Dak Prescott. So that's the main storyline there. But also Kyler Murray has been sneaky, not so great th- so far this year. And that Cardinals team has been a little bit of a disappointment. So I think there's a lot to, t- to talk about with these games. I want to kick it to you first on the uh, on the betting angles. Uh, maybe we'll start with the, the first game here, the Bills Chiefs. Yeah, it's been kind of interesting. We took, obviously, a long time to get a number released here. There wasn't really anything available early in the week. It did finally open up at three and a half. It was quickly bet out to five. I think um, right around like 92% of the cash and 81% of the tickets have been on the Chiefs um, at this number. So 
both teams are kind of coming off, you know, what you touched on as disappointing Week 5 performances, but it looks like the market definitely likes the Chiefs to respond uh, much better than what they would anticipate the Bills being, you know, capable of what they've shown earlier in the season. So I would love to be able to take the Chiefs, but there really doesn't offer any value, especially on the spread. Um, our green line model does show just a little bit of value on the Bills money line, but that's not necessarily a play that I'm all that comfortable in making. So I think it's probably a situation where you're probably um, avoiding any sort of game totals or spreads and kind of focusing more on that player prop market or the showdown market or even maybe the price pick market. So um, I don't know. That's kind of the direction I'm leaning. It's tough as well on the total, which is the highest number we have on the week. Um, obviously, all of the majority of the cash and the ticket have both been on the over, which is basically something we're going to see um, on 95% of games. But it's kind of come out to an inflated total where we can't really touch that either. So um, that's kind of where it's at from a betting perspective. I do kind of like some player props here coming up, though I do um, like Patrick Mahomes over 2.5 passing touchdowns, especially at plus money. I think um, he's almost kind of a playable spot at any point that he is at plus money on this uh, touchdown props. So that's definitely a spot that I'm looking at. I also kind of like um, Josh Allen under 289.5 passing yards. Obviously, last week, people, are, especially Bills Mafia fans, are hoping that it was a little bit of an outlier performance, but I'm not necessarily um, that positive that it wasn't something that is just Josh Allen maybe regressing back a little bit here in season as well. So those are the two uh, player prop markets I like in this thing. I'm wondering, what are you kind of seeing from a showdown perspective in this matchup? Yeah, I mean, first I'll just I'll just state, um, not surprised here. PFF hates hates Josh Allen, so we have to. It's it, we're, gotta we're get con- it in. Contractually obligated to to throw that in here. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just it's it's, it's an interesting slate because there are so many high priced strong options that people are gonna have to figure out where they're gonna go with ownership because it's gonna be pretty difficult to get under that 50k if you want to have a lot of these big names in here. Um, so I actually see a little bit of value on Patrick Mahomes, if you believe that or not. I think people may not understand as much from a fantasy perspective how strong Josh Allen is because of what he's done running the ball. Now, Mahomes, interestingly, I know you mentioned the two-and-a-half touchdown uh, prop. You know, he's he's been getting some touchdowns running the ball recently, too. Right. So, so I think there is some maybe more upside than people expect there. They've been so ineffective on the goal line running the ball that hopefully they'll just say, why are we doing this, and just go immediately to, to passing the ball. So that, that could help Mahomes a little bit. So I was surprised to see some value there for him. But that's only because I don't think his ownership is going to get as high as you would typically see because it's going to get uh, eaten away a little bit by, by Allen and Stephon Diggs and other guys that are on the other side of the equation and as I scroll down further here on some different options I mean Demarcus Robinson and Tyler Croft are two names that are coming up primarily because of the fact that they're getting elevated with with injuries here Dawson Knox is out um, as the starting tight end so that puts Croft into that spot whether you really think it's you know they're really fungible or not I'm not sure but um, not like Knox is that, is that special of a player. And typically these tight ends, if they get one touchdown and, and even 50 yards, they can get elevated at a, at a lower price point. And then Demarcus Robinson, like him a little bit more than someone like McCall Hardman. Uh, Hardman, if you look at the for, for a captain selection, he's over 10K, whereas Demarcus Robinson is under five. So, you know, more than twice the price there. And we'll see how those snaps end up being distributed. But Robbins is probably going to be on the field for for just as many snaps as Hardman is at such a low price. So that's why I think he in particular pops out to me. 
Yeah, definitely. I do like that perspective. I think um, maybe just to touch on it really briefly, but I do think from a prize picks perspective, McCole Hartman at under 12 fantasy points is one of my favorite options um, to go under at that price or at that uh, number, basically. So from that idea, I do really like pivoting to Marcus Robinson in this situation. So No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL, and PGA for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF Edge annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF Edge annual subscription. Let's see, let's move on, basically. Cardinals at Cowboys. Um, a lot has obviously changed since the preseason number. We had, I think it opened up at minus 7.5 for the Cowboys before you know all of the information that we received in the season swung um, all the way out to plus three on the other side before readjusting back to one as with, for the Cardinals as you know slight favorites. I think the Cardinals have a lower percentage of cash and tickets with most um, not afraid to essentially be backing the Cowboys despite the change at quarterback, which is kind of interesting from a betting market perspective. The total seems, you know, um, not really too scared off by the change for the Dallas quarterback. I think this number opened up um, at like 51, 51 and a half. We're seeing it all go out to 55 at this point. So it did move up 3.5 points since the open. Um, the over has 59% of the cash, 67% of the ticket. So um, there's obviously a slight public bias towards the over, um, but there isn't really a ton of value left. It does seem like, again, this is another situation where I'm looking mainly at player props and not necessarily betting anything at the game level, especially day of here. So um, two that I like from a player prop perspective, I know you touched on Kyler Murray. I mean, a little bit of a disappointing performance. I know he's been uh, kind of carried by his legs um, through the first five weeks of this season from a fantasy perspective, but I'd like to see him go under 273 passing yards. Of course, um, Cowboys have been unable to stop anybody um, on the defensive side of the football. Yeah. But I think is, is that a first just, half prop against yeah. the Cowboys? Or is, that, <laughs> is that full game? It's close. It's close. Yeah, I know. I, it's kind of a little scary, but I just feel like this game might play out a little bit different than the other Cowboys games have happened so far this year. So I'm taking Kyle Murray under 273 passing yards, and then this is one I've been on um, quite a bit to start the season. It seems like I'm either fading Larry Fitzgerald or Christian Kirk. I am going Christian Kirk under 44.5 receiving yards this game. It just seems like um, both of those guys are kind of still getting these inflated reception and receiving yardage props. Um, obviously, Hopkins has been kind of a target monster there in this offense, but it doesn't seem like the rest of the team has really had an adjustment to their numbers as significant as they should at this point in time. So I do like Christian Kirk under 44.5 receiving yards. So what are you seeing from a showdown perspective in this matchup? Yeah, no, I'm out of, out of circle back on Kirk. I mean, I like that one. He finally had 
a decent game last week with with 78 yards where he really hasn't been there um, whether he'll continue to see that sort of volume I think is pretty questionable for me an interesting uh, dynamic here from a showdown perspective is the Cardinals backfield because Kenyon Drake's been a disappointment primarily because he's not involved at all in in the passing game it's that's really been Chase Edmonds who's been taking out most of that for this slate, Edmonds is priced higher than than Drake here. He is priced as as the top running back, which was a little bit surprising here. And from a value perspective, I mean, I'm 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 still leaning towards Drake in this in this situation as being the guy to go with. But actually, the numbers come out as being pretty favorable for either one of them because I'm expecting. Uh, pretty depressed ownership there. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's going to gobble up so much along with Hopkins, Murray, CeeDee Lamb's going to be a very popular option here. And, you know, we even saw guys like Michael Gallup uh, do something last last week for the first time in a while. So I, I have a feeling that Edmonds may be getting a little bit more hype into there, so maybe Drake can be a sneaky play here. The problem, of course, is that we're talking about a PPR format is he's just not that involved in the passing game, so what you're going to have to hope is to despite the fact that he's not running a lot of routes, that he may be involved a little bit in the passing game when he is out there on the field. Yeah, I definitely like that line of thinking. I do think it is uh, fairly accurate. It does go along um, a little bit with my prize pick selection. I do kind of like Andy Dalton over 20 fantasy points. I'm wondering what you think of that in this match. But I know people are kind of having a tough time projecting him in general. Do you think he's a guy that's going to be um, higher owned than normal just because he's kind of this like flashy new object and showdown? Or do you think he goes a little bit under the radar? Yeah, I'm not gonna go flashy and Andy Dalton in the same. Unless you're talking about that 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 hair, the crimson crimson mane. It's fla- but, um, that is flashy. That is that is flashy. But I mean, it, it it ends up being a little bit of the the opposite for me, just because, like I said, we have all these other names. Um, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even talk about guys like Amari Cooper, obviously that 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 are going to be involved in there. So you have Cooper, you have Lamb, you have Gallup, you have Ezekiel Elliott, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Kyler Murray. So I think naturally Dalton's going to be his price is going to be depressed it doesn't look i mean maybe there's some value if you wanted to go captain and it was funny because i was pushing um jimmy garoppolo on the sunday night football as captain and he may have been the winning captain i'll have to check there and he's kind of a similar situation in my opinion someone who's going to be downplayed as an underdog in the game but i think especially in the flex your quarterbacks just put up points. You know they're going to run a lot of plays, um, and they're going to throw the ball. They're going to probably going to have to th- throw the ball here. I know they don't necessarily want to, but they would rather just pound things out with Elliott. But they're they're going to have to throw the ball. And Andy Dalton is a very capable quarterback with a you know a full week here of practice to go in there. So yeah, I definitely think he's a must play in the flex. Whether you want to get frisky or not and throw him in the captain slot is a, is a whole different question. Yeah, that is that is a really good point. I do really like that option here. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for these two games. Is there anything else that's kind of jumping off the page for you? Things that you're looking to see or any other uh, advice or things that you're looking at here coming up for Monday night? Yeah, I mean, I, I talked a little bit about the pace and I talked about a little, you know, and you mentioned from a defensive perspective So I, I, for, the, for the Cowboys. So I guess what I'm looking to see is, is this just going to be a continuation of what we've seen from the Cowboys all season long when Dalton's here? Now, of course, the, the, the takeaway from a 
you know, media perspective. Whatever happens, despite the fact that there's a lot of regression coming for Dallas from a lot of different places, they're they're, they're going to start running the ball no more, no matter what, no matter who was going to be the quarterback. They're not going to be down all the time. Their pace might have slowed somewhat because of that, because they're not going to be. But when those things start to happen with Andy Dalton, we're probably going to see it be attributed to him as opposed to it just being naturally what they're going to do. So I think that's the most interesting thing that I think is going to come out of this week is probably the defense is going to play better because they can't be much worse. And then we're going to we're going to hear some things about how Andy Dalton has is has you know, maybe helped in some way, despite the fact that he just might he's just probably benefiting from natural regression there. Yeah, exactly. That's my perspective as well. I think the narrative of him, you know, somehow improving the defense or something like that is kind of a outlandish claim at this point in time. And even if they do play better, it's definitely not necessarily attributable to uh, Andy Dalton doing anything. It's not like he's lining up out there at cornerback or anything like that. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a good two-game slate. So uh, this was a lot of fun. We talked about basically, you know, all Monday night football games. We've got both the Cardinals and Cowboys. we got Bills Chiefs as well, which is obviously uh, could be a pretty marquee matchup coming up in the AFC. Maybe it'll be a repeat of a game that we see later on in the playoffs. So this was fun. And I was joined by Kevin Cole. This is Ben Brown, uh, PFF Daily Betting Podcast on Monday night. Thanks for joining. 